while I sit in my garden under the fruit tree, I picked up on an article the other day in the Horticulturalist and it was talking about um, Adrian Scripps Limited. They're based down uh, at Moat Farm near Tunbridge in Kent. Funny enough, that's where my uncle had a fruit farm growing leveller gooseberries and plums. And years ago, I can remember loading them, hand-picking leveller gooseberries, putting them in little punnets, putting them in wooden crates, loading them into his Hillman truck, and then going up at night and dropping them off at uh, Covent Garden. But back to this modern day, and it, Adrian Scripps Limited, they grow 700 hectares in sites across Kent. They must be one of the biggest growers, I think. They've got very modern orchards and they produce about 12,500 to 13,000 tonnes of apples each year. They also are the largest exporters of apples. Now, who dreamt that we exported apples, just like who dreamt that we exported daffodils to Europe? Well, we do. So they are. That's a little bit about them. But what's it all about? In the old days, I'm talking about the era of my uncle, you know, when he pan-picked Victoria plum trees that were about 12 feet apart from each other. Just the same with apples. Um, They've taken the yields basically from 30 to 30-odd tonnes per acre up to 65 to 70 tonnes per acre, per hectare, that is. Um, and some of their best production is even 90 tonnes per hectare. But they're reckoning on 70 tonnes at an average. Do you know what that is in apples? Well, I'll tell you what, it's mind-blowing. It's 450,000 apples. Yep, what's it all about? Well, it's getting a good fruit. You know you see cherry orchards covered in polythene. Well, basically, you have to protect apples from hailstorms and pests. So you cover them. Your sprayers, you don't want them driving up and down each row. So you develop a sprayer that sprays three rows at a time. Plant health gives you good crops. It's like eating well at home. If you eat well, you keep fitter. Plants in your garden, if you feed them well, they produce more flour. It's no different with an apple tree. Today's systems, yeah, if you drive past an orchard today, which you will do in Essex, Kent, Hertfordshire or Worcestershire, they're grown on what they call a trellis system, which is a bit like growing vines. It's exactly the same. Traditionally, uh, the trees were planted to a fixed state and often 1.8 to 2.7 apart. Well, no, not today. They're 4.5 rows, they were, 80 to 100 centimetres between the trees and only three metres apart in the rows. Um, They're only grown up to a height of three metres. Now, when you plant them, again, you've got to be kind to them. You don't just stuff them in the ground like people used to. You use good compost, micronutrients, and even mycorrhizal fungi that we talk about a lot. And basically, in the first few years, you let them get on with it unless there's a branch sticking right out into the row and you take that off and often checking that the dominant leader branches that we all talk about when we're talking about apple pruning growing up. 
They're trained on a wire system, a bit like vines. You see lots of vines, particularly in Kent and Essex again. And, of course, they've got trickle irrigation, which we, we see in strawberry growing today. In fact, we'll see it in a lot of things. And that allows to get the feed direct to them. Um, I talk often on World Radio Gardening about foliar feeding. I use basically a seaweed-based feed spray onto the foliage. And yes, it's used in apples again. But what happens when you spray the foliar feed is because of GPS, the sprayer can pick out where there's a gap and it doesn't spray. So in fact, we don't use as much spray in that way, do we? It's all about being careful with the environment. And that is so important today in gardening and everything else. They're all grown mainly still on M9 stock. And that's what you'd have in your own garden, either an M, M9 or a, M, that, a dwarfing stock. When we're pruning, we, use, uh, we see that in this farm they're using electric secateurs. You can get hydraulic ones as well, backpack, just like we use uh, backpacks for electric operating strimmers and everything else. It's the same thing, way of doing it. They've got a, the labour is the biggest cost and that sits at 40% in this farm of of the costs but drones scan and they look for problems and set up GPS to map out and target particular trees this way you're not wasting labor looking at them the other thing that they've been looking at and trying recently from uh, the States, I think it was, is a defoliating machine. Now, you might think that that's a bit bizarre. It's nearly as bad as shaking olives off trees, isn't it? But it actually, it's a heavy blower and it blows the leaf off the tree about a couple of weeks prior to harvest. And that way, you expose the fruit to higher light levels, improving the colour, because we all want rich, coloured apples don't we well most of the time anyway then the next problem is of course is picking because picking um, is I've just pointed out very very costly so you have an automated platform that can self steer self drive through the orchard six people hand picking from the height of a platform and putting them into short conveyors which then transfer it into the bins the bins when they're full Sorry, three bins on the platform, but once they're full, they get dropped onto the ground, an empty one picked up, and off we go, and we pick them up with a tractor and forks just in the same old way. The automation has increased their productivity by about 35% and reduced the waste, which is even more important. Where's the future? Well, I'll tell you what, they're looking at, as we do when we go to up to Wilkins Farms, um, they're looking at automation. And automation of picking is so important. Strawberries will be the first crop they can possibly do that with. And they're looking at a similar sort of system to possibly have robotic arms picking apples. This way, a robot could look for small red apples. Yeah, those little kiddie packs that you see in supermarkets. And they a bit less colour in them 
and you could get a robot to pick all that. And even a robot could actually automatically tray, fill, fill the trays or fill bags of apples. That's the future. Apple growing for Adrian Scripps, as I said on there, 700 hectares plus. It's a fantastic setup. There's some interesting stuff going on out there. And we as gardeners and horticulturists need to keep an eye on it.